0: Life, it's Home Plus Life Podcast. J.H. Sian, how are you doing? We've
1: got some exciting things happening on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, if, if you
0: guys are watching the video, if we've released the video, because we may not, we may look at this video and go, it's it's terrible. But
1: Well, you do. Yeah, normally. I do that
0: every day. <laughs> but we also have Nathan. G'day, Nathan. G'day, guys. All right. So what we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're actually going to chat to Nathan because Nathan's just sold a house for the block contestants and superstars Jess and Aiden. So Whoa. we're going to jump in and and talk about that because it's the perfect opportunity for us to sort of show a lot of the the strategies we've talked about in previous apps and how they actually work and we haven't even told Nathan what those strategies are. So what I'm betting on right. is that he's going to turn around and list off at least 60 to 75% of what we've already talked about <laughs> as what he did. Right? Yeah. And, and he's completely in the dark on this, so I'm going to throw him in the deep end there. But first, we've, we've got to have a word from our sponsors. Yeah. Ready to sell your home? Don't make the rookie mistake of jumping in blind. The first step on your journey is critical. Research. You need to know what your house is really worth to get the best deal. And that's where checkmyhouseprice.com.au comes in. With a free house price report, you'll get all the juicy market intel, recent sales data, and other must-have info to help you win big when selling your home. Don't gamble on your home's worth. Make CheckMyHousePrice.com.au the first step in your successful selling journey. Visit us today and get your free house price report. All right. This is cool. Nathan, officially, formally, how you doing?
2: Yeah, good. Things are good at the moment. Yeah. Uh, feeling, feeling like a superstar, to be fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, first-time <laughs> guest for... The whole yeah, podcast. it's Yeah, it's, it's
2: our our first guest, but I,
0: I think he's referring to the fact that he's blowing up in the media because he's sold Jess and Aiden's I mean, look at house.
1: look at him. Yeah, well, there's that. There's coming on the yeah. podcast like he's a celebrity yeah.
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> so nine Gene uh, Kelly caught Maudsland. Yeah. This and and you know, I'm I'm gonna let you give what you're allowed to give rather because i've i've got sales activity reports here and things like that but i don't know how much info i'm allowed to give obviously the address is being put in the media and that so i can i can mention that um this is an awesome property and an awesome sale do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on how this came about and and how just yeah how how you ended up with this listing
2: yeah so i um it's in more There's in an estate in there called tuxedo junction it's it's one of the most amazing estates but that's a long story but i actually sold a house in there middle of last year and um, the first listing and sale i've ever done in that particular area and as you do as an agent i was letting everyone know i was cold calling doing the usual stuff and i saw this name at 19 kelly court and i was about to call them, and i was like gosh this name seems really familiar <laughs> and i was like you know what? i'm going to google it and as soon as you google their names the block comes up and i was like almost starstruck. It sounds <laughs> terrible. But I, I remember sitting there and I was like, do I, do I call them? Like they're technically famous. Like it was weird. Yeah, um, Cause yeah. they were one of my favorite couples on the block too, but I decided to call them and pretty much play dumb. Um, I just called them like they were just normal people, gave them the spiel, told them that I had buyers left over, which I did. And I actually managed to get a form six signed off market and took a prize home buyer through that that i'd been talking to and it was tenanted at the time and i remember walking in the doors and it was just not in the condition that it's in now and the price home company they weren't interested and i walked out and i called aiden at the time who i learned very quickly is very blase about a lot of things (laughs) Um, and i was like look this is you've got a lot of work to do I, i can't sell it as it is and then it was, we just kept in touch basically. And then yep. Jess called me and she's like, look, Aiden's, Aiden's loose, right? Aiden's loose. What is a form six? And I was like, okay, oh. right. And I explained <laughs> everything to her and she became the main contact for that reason. Um, and then it was about nine months later, they just randomly called me out of the blue and they yep. were like, we want to, we want to chat to you. Are we going to sell? The tenants yep. are leaving. Yep. I was like, sweet. And um, I thought they were, I thought they were hours and hours away. I jumped on zoom for the first time ever doing a, a zoom pitch. And that's when I announced, I, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah. um, I know I know the story. I didn't want you to feel like I was only contacting because of that. And we built this amazing relationship. I'm not sure if you guys watched that season, but very well-known it. larrikins.
0: I am still to this day, a yeah. block virgin. I have never seen an episode of the block ever. And I know I am going to be judged ruthlessly for this because I've spent now 14 years in real estate, As an agent building technology, the whole works. Never watched a single episode of The Block, and I've never watched a single episode of Maths either. Oh, Maths, I'll I'll join you on Maths.
2: Uh, Because I know there's there's a few
0: people in your office who are all about the Maths, and I'm like, I I really Mm. don't know. So you're
1: literally there going, I don't get it. Absolutely. But
0: I've never seen an episode of The Block, ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to name names on the maps thing, but um, in my (laughs) office, he's he's almost would be classified as the director, but (laughs) uh, we'll we'll keep that to ourselves. um, If uh, if it's who I think it is, I'm pretty sure it's
0: all over his socials anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think it is. I think it is. But they were la- these guys were larrikins, and that's what they were known for. They were – excuse me, fixing my ears, by the way. I always oh, feel like they're falling out. But um, they were well-known for being larrikins, All right, they, yeah. they, were, they were the most popular probably block stars at the time. Um, you, they won't say that if you ask him. But they're exactly like that in person. So even on Zoom, Aiden was sitting in the background because – because he's not the executive decision-maker, I found out. <laughs> sip, sip, sipping on a beer and Jess is front and centre and we're having a really good there's, really there, good chat.
0: There's a reason why Sian has the whole podcast deck controls. Yeah, I, I need I, to mute I'm it. over here with a mic and that's, that's like it. Now. That's all the control
2: I get. Let him yeah. talk.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but that, that's pretty much how it led, right? We ended up signing it up that night. I, I was doing this amazing, what I thought was an amazing proposal. I was going nuts and Aiden just said, mate, we're not even here to ask you to pitch. We just want you to sell the house. And I was like, "Well,
1: well, that was be right, easy. let's do it."
2: <laughs> so it was one of the one of the easiest listings in the end. Um, but I signed it up. It was two months of preparation, from painting to. Aiden and Jess were going wild in there, um, fixing everything we did, and it was worth every every bit of work oh, yeah, we put clearly. into it. Pretty much, uh, it was yeah.
1: stunning. I I had a we, quick we look through, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah. like." I can yeah. I can certainly see as to why it sold for the price that it sold.
0: And and yeah, I, I think too, if if we can, we'll we'll get our, our design team because you've been really generous and provided us with a heap of the marketing material and the photos that you use so that people can see this. Yeah. We'll we'll drop some mm. of those photos in and overlay so they can see what we're talking about. Um what did it sell for?
2: So <laughs> it sold in the end. It went unconditional officially on um yesterday. And we what? got one point nine million dollars. Which um, which was a shock, right? Because it was listed at 1.6.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. for four days. So, so I
0: I heard a rumor that someone said that it wouldn't get more than one point two.
2: We won't yeah, name Yeah, we names, won't name names. But yeah, but but heard, there was yeah. There was a few people in the door of that one before we won it. And yeah, there was one of them that said wouldn't get a cent over one point two. Um, and you know i was wrong at 1.6 to be fair yeah fair, fair, um, fair. <laughs> i was very wrong in the end but uh, you know you know when you go into a house that's so unique and you've got these comparable sales in front of you and you just go i think i think it's this yeah, yeah. um and and we all agreed and um you know the owners were happy at the 1.6 price point yeah. yeah um in fact we were going to be listing for less than that before we put in all the work Yeah. And yeah, there it went. So So, We got it wrong.
0: Well, did my question is, did you get it wrong or did you market the property exceptionally well? Because, and and I won't give numbers here. What I will say, I'm looking at the sales activity report, right? So I can, I can see every offer that was made on this property because obviously it happened on market buy and we'll, we'll get to that later. And there's, how many how many offers were there? I'll I'll let you reveal that, I think. Like this is your moment.
2: 28. 20 yeah, 28 offers. total offers. Yeah. So I yeah. can see
1: 28 offers and how many people were making those offers? 10. There we go. Yeah, 10. <laughs> he, he's standing there counting the shit. I I do know what I'm counting.
0: So I can see that your um you know your your figure of 1.6 there were eight participants who made offers that were very much in that ballpark. Like their first yeah. offer was very much bang on in that ballpark. So I'm not I'm not willing to cop it as easy as you where you go, I got it wrong. Because I think <laughs> you got it right, but you also yeah. marketed the property well enough and, yeah. and you did People an exceptional job more. on that. That yeah. because you got 10 different buyers and they were all in love with the property, it became market forces took over and they fought each other for it. And and that's what I'm
2: saying. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I do agree. Yeah.
0: I, I Like, I, I I don't think you got the price wrong on this at all. Like, and I, I can't remember. Really, all I can say is there, eight first offers on this property were pretty much like, when I say within the ballpark, the ballpark is so small that you're going, that's one hell of a dart throw. You know, like yeah. you, you, you nailed it. Is, is what Like my experience yeah. in real estate as an agent, as property, all that sort of, I'm looking at this and going, no, you nailed it. It's just what happened is the marketing was so good. You got enough people in the door that they fought for the property. And when yeah. that happens.
1: So one thing that I will say, just in case there's people that are, because you know what's going on and yes. you know what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those people that aren't looking at sheets and don't know what's actually happened, when did you actually put it up? Onto the Market Buy platform? Like, what so date I, did you put it up there?
2: So it went on, so the Sunday night it went online and it was instantly on Market Buy ready to go. Yep. The first so, offer actually came, I think it was the Monday or Tuesday morning. So that's, um, that's, that's unseen.
1: Yeah. So just so that people know, it, that was yeah. the 8th of May. Yes. So, yeah. So, and then it sold when?
2: On the Thursday morning, which was either the 10th or the 11th.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so oh, just so that people yeah. go yeah right okay because there's when you throw days yeah. around they're like that doesn't mean anything but yeah. when you give no, no, them no. actual yeah. dates, yeah. they're like oh, okay yeah
0: <laughs> so all right so, so, so looking at this you know you, you said to me we, we talked about pricing your pricing strategy and, and as i said look i think i think you nailed it um and and the market did what the market does what was your marketing strategy for this
2: Yeah, so we we had quite a lengthy marketing strategy from the pre-market stuff, which included like a live walkthrough of the house, some sneak preview photos. Um, We didn't let a single buyer in until the first open home, um, which I think was probably the driving force in the price in the end. Um, But we had amazing photography. Our photographer is also our videographer, and we spent eight hours at the property um, the week before we listed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the same day, it was pretty wild. Um, and, they, and I also put myself. Sorry, go.
1: And those pictures, you can really tell that the yeah. like though they, they were beautiful. They're excellent, and and the <laughs> video is incredible as well. Yeah. Like, I
0: mean, you guys, you yeah, you nailed that. And that's that's one of the things that stood. out. It's one of the reasons why at the top of this, I sat there and said, you know, I think you nailed the marketing strategy because I looked at that. Yeah. And I was like, "This is this is all top notch." And so, when when you then put that out to market um, with with the assets you created, I'm assuming obviously the the listing portals got hit, real estate domain, and so forth. Um, In fact, there's an article on domain, and I know they wouldn't write an article up if it wasn't on their platform at some point. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. Yeah. Um,
1: So, just a question: Did you like say that uh, you know you did the the regular? Did you yeah. also put it onto your own page? Did you have them? Because obviously they would have some yeah. sort of pull as well, given the, their status within the the block community. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So did they also put it up or so so that people can understand as to the whole marketing strategy itself?
2: Yeah. So it's funny, we, when I was talking to Aidan Jess in the start, I said, look, your story is amazing, right? We have to use your story to help us sell it. I said, so you know what? I'm gonna get us on Nine News, I'll get us in Courier Mail, I'm gonna go nuts. And yeah. they looked at me and said, good luck, right where Z-grade Z grade celebrities, not a chance. And so I just started pretty much cold called Channel Nine and um, I found some people on Instagram that do reports occasionally for Courier Mail and um, managed to get a hold of some re- reporters and booked them in to be there the day of the shoot. And so uh, the same day we did photos, we were on Nine News, Gold Coast that night, um, with Aiden and Jess. So I had them there the whole time doing an interview. So that went on nine news first. And then it went on to, I managed to get Aiden and Jess. They actually don't use social media.
1: Oh, really? Believe it or not.
2: So since the block, I think they did did their adverts, did what they needed to do. They got 40 odd thousand followers on Facebook sitting there. Yeah. And I said to them, I said, look, I know you're private these days, but the more people that see your home, the better reactivate it and share it. So they did that. And that went wild. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We also had then had Courier Mail do a report on it. Um, that was in the um, that was in the uh, the physical mail as well as online. Uh, realestate.com did a feature post on it. We put on the Prestige Property magazine. We went everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Every possible yeah. platform I could think of. Yeah. We we utilized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: all good. all good. So all right, my, my question is you know, for you as an agent, I'm really gonna put you on the spot here because we, we haven't given you a list of questions. We've given you a list of key points we wanted to talk about, but I'm I'm really gonna I'm, I'm gonna drive the bus. This you you had such an opportunity because of Jess and Aiden's story, right? And the, everyone at home listening in and that will go, Well yeah, that's easy. They're on the block. If it wasn't Jess and Aiden,
2: if it wasn't
0: yep. someone who could even claim to be a Z grade celebrity, <laughs> um, what would you have done with this property? differently
2: the only thing i would have done is not use the owners that would be it the only thing that aiden and jess helped with i think was that i used them in the marketing yeah yeah, yeah. So, so the story wouldn't have changed so would Just you have people. tried to get
1: every every other uh seller on you know like channel nine and stuff
2: <laughs> yeah yeah you would. for this particular for this particular house 100 yeah. I, I i believe and this is why we'll get to market buy soon, but I believe the industry needs total transparency.
1: Yes. And
2: from a seller's point of view, the owner knows everything, especially a house like this that was custom built. So like down to the door handles being ordered from America. Yeah. We had to use that knowledge that I can convey, but wouldn't be able to convey it in the same way that the person that emotionally poured everything they had into a house. Yeah. Did. So whether it was Aiden and Jess on the block, or if it was Aiden and Jess unknown that did the same effort, nothing would have changed. Yeah. Um. I think I just got the, you know the Nine News stuff that the story might have helped with that, but I still would have tried. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you don't reason know until you ask. Really. I, well, the, well, That's it. But the
0: reason I put <laughs> you on the spot like that is because like you and I have known each other now. I think we worked out before we hit the record button about seven eight years, mm. right? And and I've followed your career and that we've been friends on Facebook, and this is not the first prestige property that you've had. You've built up selling, you know, the three one one shoebox kind of houses and you've marketed them in a very similar way throughout your career, especially since, you know, like I know you had a sort of a break and you went and had family and all that kind of stuff and you came back. And since coming back, like this level of effort had, to me has been apparent in what you do um, in your marketing, regardless of whether it's it's a three bedroom shoebox or it's just Naden's house from the block,
2: yeah, I, I think that everyone deserves the same level of attention. In my opinion, it's everyone's assets are based on their situation. Whether it's worth three hundred thousand dollars or thirty million dollars, they've worked a certain level amounts and pushed themselves to get that. So I'll yeah. put the same amount of attention and love into every single one of them. Yeah. Sometimes it pays off better than others, but we'll always put the same amount of effort yeah. in. Yeah. But that's why I choose to run my business how I run instead of doing bulk loads and sales, yep. doing high quality um, properties instead.
0: And I, I think yep. like the reason I, and look, there's always an ulterior motive with the questions I ask. The reason that <laughs> I ask that is because I know you're a good operator. I've watched this for years. I've seen it for years. I've been in the same conferences, the same trainings as you. And, you know, I know how, how good an operator you are, but I wanted it to come out of your mouth. So the people listening it at home who are having to interview multiple real estate agents who, you know, are going we've got to sell our house and which agent do we pick, right? They're hearing these things and going that's that's what we should have. Mm. That's that's the level that's the level of respect, that's the level of effort that our agent should be demonstrating to us in order to win our business and win our listing. And that's why I put you on the spot you know because I I knew you'd you'd be able to answer it perfectly and I knew that you 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 walk your talk. Right. And, and I think that that is so important for homeowners who are looking at selling and, and listing and selling their property when they're choosing an agent. You know, this is a great example. Yeah. You know, um, all right. Let's talk about my favorite thing market buy. Yeah. Now, obviously, look, all properties group and market buy. Um, you know, Chris, yourself, you guys have done a lot of sales on market buy over the years. Um, with this one. Mm-hmm. You could have taken it to auction. This had enough notoriety to go to auction and actually be quite a theatrical affair. But you went market buy. Why is that?
2: It's funny. We had a really long conversation with the owners at the pitch about this. And, um, you know, obviously from the block, auctions is how they run. Yeah. Right. But the first thing they said to me was, we, we don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a fun experience as much as the TV's made it look like it. And I said, great, I've got a backup, right? I've got something that's, I think, better, and here's why. And we spoke about it. And um, even the day of the photos, they were like, can you re-explain it? Because it's really, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I think I showed you some of the messages, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, we can't, um, we can't repeat just, some of those. <laughs> we can't repeat some of them. can't repeat some of them. But there was there was so much excitement. We, we were texting each other, me and the owners, till about 10 o'clock at night yeah. as the alphas kept coming in, just going, this is amazing. Um, I think one of the things they said was, like, is this normal, right? <laughs> For this platform, like they just couldn't believe what was happening. Um, and yeah, so in the end, it worked out to be the perfect strategy because we talked about before 10 buyers total, yeah. that, you know, 28 offers in total, but 10 buyers. Mm. There were three people in those 10 that were unconditionally bidding, right? Yeah. That yeah. placed unconditional offers. Yeah. Right. If yeah. I had gone to auction, I don't believe that they would have thought, and you know you're looking at the report probably now I yeah. can point out that there's a substantial difference in price I'll, from I'll, unconditional but I'll hold, it up, but to I'll the hold it up back
0: here so that the
2: details can't
0: be seen
1: or oh, just not really yeah. seen at all
2: <laughs> can I really see it at all yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah just you can see the lines you can see that you know this is this is mm-hmm. not something that we're 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 making up like you can see all the lines yeah. in this activity report of, and each line is an offer
2: Yeah yeah, yeah. but there was like in you know, we're talking about the original price got to one point six. Two of the three unconditionals were in that price point at mm. the end. Yeah, yeah, right. With the way that we marketed it, the owners were happy in that price point at the beginning. Potentially, that might have been the reserve. Yeah, and there's no way without those conditional buyers' interest who ended up buying it, which was a conditional buyer. Yeah, that we would have driven the price up. I just I genuinely don't believe that, and I think that market buy in this way worked. Amazing, right? yeah. well, did, like, did everything I needed I'm, to.
0: I'm looking at it, and and as you said, you know, there, there was one, only one of the unconditional buyers came up to the ballpark of, of where it eventually sold. Yeah. So you've, you know, those that are in that ballpark of that of that 1.9, that final selling price, they're all bar one conditional buyers. and And of course, at an auction, as we've talked about on the podcast previously, if you're at an auction, you've got to be unconditional in order to bid on the property. Yeah. You know, you've, you've, you have to, you have paying a deposit Immediately me that you own the house the minute the hammer falls.
1: The other thing that I will let yeah. people know about who may be only just coming in and haven't listened to our previous podcast referring to market buy. So the way I'm looking at the sheet now, the, the only way that you can identify that there has been a offer put in place is it's ABCD. That's it. There's yeah. no names. There's no nothing. So, for people like Aiden and Jess who are private, that's probably easier for them too because they're just essentially in market buy, no one actually really knows unless they went on and had a look at the property and knew who they were. So, yeah. if you're a private person, you're like, no, 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 I don't really want them to know who I am, then market buy is perfect for that. Even for the people who are putting the offers in, they're literally just known as ABCD. Yeah, and you know them because obviously they've gone and done the walkthrough and stuff. But even if they yeah. had have crossed each other paths within the open home, they still wouldn't actually know, they, they wouldn't know who, who that person
2: is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and look, not, not at all. Whereas in an auction, in
0: an auction, everyone knows yeah. who everyone yeah, yeah. is. You, you're seeing that hand pop yeah. up and, and so forth. So you're able to, to yeah. make your offers with the confidence that you know, you're not gonna be stared down or intimidated That's or right. anything like that but as well. But still have the transparency
1: um, there in and still front have of the you.
0: transparency to see where you go. And and now with yeah. the, with this particular sale, you used a, a a limited transparency option where no one could actually see what the other offers were. They could see yeah. how many offers had been made, how many buyers were involved in the sale, but they couldn't see what the
2: actual offers were. No. What we did allow them to see was which bidder, which letter mm-hmm. had the highest offer. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is when I don't want people to think it's an auction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For yeah. me, market buy is a matter of providing a layer of transparency. As a buyer, when I wasn't in real estate, you know, we know, but for those listening, you know, usually if it's not an auction, if there were two buyers bidding at the same property in private treaty, you get given a form. It's called a multiple offer form in Queensland, anyway. And it's basically the agent says, good luck, top offer wins. You can't see what each other say. If there's a five hundred dollar gap, so be it. Good luck. Best buyer wins it. Yeah, and that happened to me. Um, me and my now wife lost a property once by five hundred dollars. Oh. Now Did it, you it like was my this? first home. Uh... Did you have another five hundred? Oh. I had another twenty grand. Oh no! So, this is this yeah. is what frustrated me back then. Was I was a first home buyer. That multiple offer situation was confusing. Yeah. And when I found out I lost it, and I said I'll pay you more. It was too too late. late. Yeah. It was was too late. I didn't get that opportunity. So so it cost the seller. I've I've got a question for you.
0: I've got to put you on the spot because I have have a theory and I spruit this theory at every opportunity because I, like in in human psychology, I believe this to be true from my own anecdotal experiences. And I'll give you the theory and I want you to tell me if that was how you approached it. Like that's the thought process that went through your mind when they said put forward your best and final, right? Yeah. When they say to you, put forward your best and final, I believe, because my, my mindset shifts, you go from what do I have to do to secure this property to it's a game. What is the lowest amount I think I can get this property for? And so you hedge your bets and try and, like you, you're kind of almost playing poker and you're trying to put a figure in that you think will get you the property, but it's absolutely not what you could actually spend. Whereas in a situation like market buy, where you can see there are other offers and so forth, it's a case of what do I have to do to secure this property, and because of that, you're far more willing to buy the property and and to spend up to whatever your just pre decided limit is in order to secure the property. Is like is is that accurate? I guess one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and that's why when you get that phone call after, and I think it plays. That old school system plays with emotions a lot um, yeah. in a negative way, and it, I think it—I think it fuels the fire of negativity towards us. That unfortunately, yeah. that's the law, right? So people that still work outside of a platform like MarketBuy, they—they're following the law. It's just not the right way, in my opinion, in the day and age we live in, yeah. to deal with buyers, and it's also not the best for the sellers. I mean. In my situation, I definitely would have paid 20 grand if I was allowed that opportunity. Yeah. But you're 100% right. It's a game of, this is what I think it's worth. I don't want to really pay any more unless I know that I can own it. So I'm going to pay as little as I can, but as high as I can at the same time. And it's yeah. like, boom, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, people like... Sorry, I, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say like, it, it, for me, when I lost it, it, was a really negative experience. But this particular property, right? 28 total offers, 10 buyers. Mm. Every single one of them was happy they lost it in the end. Not happy they lost it, yep. but you know when you get uh, almost abused as an agent in the old yes. school method because they're yep. like, I would have paid more. You should have given me an opportunity, but legally like you what can't. Like what
1: happened to you?
2: He's <laughs> like, what happened to me? Yep. But in this case, they can see. They're like, I've gone to my max. Someone's paying more. Yeah, I'm glad. Right? Yep. I'm okay like, with that. I can okay. say. I, I, got yep. given,
0: yeah. I got given best opportunity. It's, I liken it to... You know, if you ever watch a post sporting match interview with the player, a player from the losing side, right, and you've got two types of interviews that happen where they
1: go, "Oh yeah, like I did this." long it's point. all it's all <laughs> cliches,
0: right? But the when they're angry because they got cheated by the refs, and there's things that they say when they're angry because they got cheated by the refs, but they're angry because they were denied fair and equal opportunity. Because if you look at it, when they just got beaten by the better team on the day they go you know what we weren't up to it today we weren't good enough we got beaten by the better team on the day and it hurts do get me wrong it still hurts they're still like oh this sucks we hate losing because no one likes losing but
1: if you can say that it's fair their and even best
0: and the other team did their best and the other team won there's nothing you can do yeah. about that yeah. about go and get but go and get better right yeah. but if you got
2: cheated and people are because, okay with that
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely people are yeah. reasonable people yeah. are rational right but if you get cheated because the ref made a bad call or you get cheated because you were in some way denied fair and equal opportunity. You're not angry that you lost. You're angry that you were denied
2: the opportunity to win. And yeah. I think that's a huge thing. Like buying thing. a
1: house by beating it by $500. <laughs> like... Yeah.
2: yeah. I'll, I'll liken it to auctions too, because we've had auctions where we've had conditional buyers there. Yeah. Who after it's sold unconditionally would walk up to you and say, it's a real shame. I would have paid more.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they
2: they weren't provided that ability and that option, but at auction it sold for less. Yeah. Than what they were willing to pay, and they're looking at it and going, "Well, this just just cost himself money."
1: Yeah. Um, so it's a yeah.
2: similar situation. That's why that that's one of the reasons why I use my buy on. Well, I use it for every single um, yeah. one of my sales for that so
0: reason. So on on that note, is that something like how are sellers reacting to that? You you're going into a listing appraisal, um, or, or a listing presentation, saying, "Hey, we use this system." And you explain the reasons why, which I imagine, look, transparency, it, it gives everyone fair and equal opportunity, which results in in higher prices and things like that. How are sellers actually responding to you when you say, hey, we're going to do these offers online?
2: So far, it's been all positive. There's a little bit of, some people are skeptical and scared. Um, you know, you've got to explain some things. And I I've, I literally use, I think they released a trust scale recently, Yeah. <laughs> and I think real estate agents are down to the bottom. I literally use yeah, that. I great. say, look, you've got to remember that as an agent, buyers, look at us as like, like, like we're the worst, yes. right? Don't trust a word he says. If they say multiple offers, mm. so this gives them transparency so that they know we're not lying to them. We're giving them that opportunity. Yes. They trust us more. From the seller side, it's the same. There's, I reason the, they released that Four Corners episode um, not long ago, right? I didn't watch the whole thing, but a lot of it was discussing some of the tactics that yeah. mainly old school agents were using. Mm-hmm. One of those is fake offers. From yeah. an agent, which is a really unfortunate thing. And again, yeah, this takes that out of it. Takes yeah, it out of it. I go You get does. a login. As soon as an offer is submitted, you get emailed. You're seeing it the same time I'm seeing it. You know that I can't fake anything. It's real. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I that's that's why I think they're so positive about it in my marketplace. They love yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yep. no, it, it makes sense. I mean that transparency yep. and the fact that there's it's all logged. Like we've and I can like I'm I'm jumping between hats here because obviously we all know that I'm I'm heavily involved in Market Buy. But one thing I can say putting my market buy hat on is we log everything. Like we log IP addresses that offers are made from across the board, we're tracking everything. Because if, if for example something ever does go awry, an agent does something dodgy or a buyer does something dodgy or, or a seller does or whatever, Office of Fair Trading has to be able to come and ask us for an audit report. Yeah. Right? They've got to be able to go, hey, show us the details on the sale. And we've got to be able to hand them a complete audit report of the activity on that sale. Now, we we hand activity reports to the agents at the end of um at, at the end of every sale anyway, mm. but we go to another level with that when it comes to OFT, like the Office of Fair Trade and that, because that compliance is so incredibly important and that transparency is so incredibly important. And, you know, I think it doesn't provide oversight because you know we we provide these reports on request, mm. but it I think it probably helps sellers feel that they're not alone in the ocean with the sharks. Yeah. If if that makes sense. Well, and, and look, I'm please understand. I mean, I'm knowing for years. You're not a shark, but what I'm trying to say is the sellers yeah. often feel that way, and yeah. this is. Uh, hey, no, no, no. We're in this together, and here is the transparency, and here is that. Yeah. Well, it know, just
1: comes back in order to be transparent you need to have communication and if people can see communication is going in all directions everyone's in the same boat you know we're all having the conversation together there's no missed elements there's no smoke and mirrors there's no you know handouts underneath the table going on there's none of that it's all boom right there in front of you You get a notification via email going, hey, there's a new offer. So, everyone understands what is going on, which then makes it easier for you as well because then you have the ability of focusing more on the seller to go, hey, where are we at? How are you feeling? Like, let's talk about this a bit more. You know, what are you wanting to go from here? Like, are you happy? All of those types of discussions are there. But you also have the ability of getting in contact with the uh, buyer as well. Going, look, this is the feedback from the seller. Where are you at? Let's talk about this. How keen are you? One hundred percent.
2: Now, excuse my walking because my laptop's going to die. Oh. <laughs> <I'm just> gonna, <laughs> you're good. You're gonna, good. It's going to affect the video, but I'm going to get this plugged in so we can keep going. Because when we talk about trust, and I've just spoken about this before, there's actually funny with Nine Gene Kelly Court yeah. because there was one buyer that placed an offer before. I showed the home, yeah. the site unseen offer. And it actually did end up causing a buyer to question me through it. So we provide as much transparency as we can, Yes, but because we're real estate agents, there's this still this unfortunate level of lack of trust. Yes. And the first buyer made an offer, site unseen, and then made another offer throughout the process. And I had a message straight away. And they said, this is confusing. They placed an offer before anyone else did. And now they're placing a higher offer. They placed the highest offer is that the owner and i sort of sat there for a bit and i was like this is one of the most bizarre questions ever but then i remembered that we're classified unfortunately in this level of lack of trust and i messaged him i said look i need you to understand this is what's happened right they literally did not see it they placed an offer site unseen they also came on the zoom call just before the inspection Now they've increased their offer because they've seen the competition. I would never ever as an agent, and luckily, you know, it's very clear. If we make an offer on behalf of a buyer, because there's some elderly people that don't use it, there's a little asterisk that tells people the agent has made this offer on behalf of a buyer. Yeah. At no point would I ever risk my license because you track it. (laughs) I know that everyone tracks it. As agents, (laughs) we know it's tracked. Yeah. We would never put ourselves in a position using such an amazing platform to get rid of that trust factor, if that makes sense. But it's funny... but we're talking about the trust and still we provide everything and buyers are still scared.
0: Well, look, and, and that's understandable too because, I mean, in, in this particular case, we're talking about something that's nearly $2 million. You know, like yeah. the, the only people that may not be nervous about spending $2 million are people who see $2 million as chump change. <laughs> right? Like if, if we're yeah. spending $2 million on a house, I'm going to be asking every single question and I know the industry and I know the rules. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to be dotting my I's and crossing my T's to the nth degree. So, And, and I can understand that anxiety, um, how how were they? So once you explained it and and you know went yes. back through the process with them, how were they after that?
2: They placed an offer within a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. so, so it, was more, it was more it was more of explaining it to them, reassuring yeah. them, and going, look, this is this is what it is. Yeah, and amazing. 100%. Again, it comes back down to communication. (laughs) Amazing what happens when you communicate with people, isn't it?
0: All right. So it's uh, starting to be different. (laughs) (laughs) Now, then I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you for what you believe. Because look, even in Queensland, we're not in the hypermarket that we once were. Like, you know, you go back 18 months and things were insane. Things have absolutely slowed down. They slowed down all over the country um, in fact, CoreLogic was reporting that listings have fallen 30 to 40% in some areas in, in Queensland. Um, and I know for a fact, like REAs reported that in some areas of Victoria, listings have fallen up to 85%. Whoa. Yeah, so there's, there's some crazy numbers. So you've achieved an incredible result, and I know that this is not a fluke. This is not one-off. You've achieved a number of incredible results this year. What is it then that's really important when it comes to getting great results in this market or any market for that matter, but especially this one?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to work in any market, but this market particularly, there's still a lack of competition, which is great, but you've still got to work in a way that sets you apart. You know, my job as an agent, and everyone's job as an agent, is to find a way of getting the buyers in the door. Yeah, Because once they're in the door, our salesmanship, our ability to negotiate, our skills are actually utilized. So we've got two skills in real estate, marketing negotiation. So that marketing section is my first main focus. Make sure that you spend that extra time. Like Gene Kelly, we spent, I think it was six weeks preparing that house for sale. Every bit of detail to go. We want to make sure that the building and pest report is not going to show any negatives. When people walk in, they don't see something negative, And then we know that one negative turns to another and it creates this negative thought pattern. Yeah, And making sure the marketing online does just enough to the emotional juices Inside to get him in the door and let us do the rest. That that's for me. That's it. You know, in I don't take photos of toilets, for example, or or laundries, and (laughs) you know the things that don't create an emotional connection through a screen. Yeah, I I focus away from those and I focus on the things like the views and beautiful kitchens, the details in you know for that that particular one, the details and the VJ paneling on the ceilings and the six meter high ceilings. All these sort of things that got the attention. When they're yeah. in the house, we focus on what's the objections, how do we overcome them, and how do we get them to place an offer? That was it. I mean, you know, and, and creating that that atmosphere of positivity. you know, yeah. for that one, we had a hundred people in the house on Wednesday night, we had food, we had wine, we had music. in um, wow. the atmosphere of positivity, no like one could say on a, a negative <laughs> thing. Yeah, it was like a party, yeah, but no one could say a negative thing, right? Yeah. because it everything looks beautiful at night for a start, especially when you add in, the feeling of actually living there, you yes. know, um, you know, that's what people do in their house. <laughs> they entertain, they eat, they drink, they do their, yeah. that sort of stuff. So and that
1: house would be I pretty think... amazing to actually entertain. Oh, I am it, to be so honest.
2: jealous. I didn't oh. get an invite for
0: this. Like I am,
2: I, yeah. yeah, I am Rude. so yeah. jealous.
0: Um, that that would have been amazing. Uh, that's all. So, so effectively, yeah. what you're saying is marketing, and marketing to to really capture the emotion and tap into the emotional desire uh, yeah. of the property and for the property.
2: Yeah, and obviously you know pricing will always be important, but I think yeah. you've covered that in a lot of episodes. But pricing will always be important. You know, yeah. we want to give people the easy option. I I I don't do the no price strategies because I find people don't like don't want it. So give them what they want. I find it Give them a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. everyone does. Yeah, <laughs> everyone yeah. does. So give them a, give them the easy option. Make them emotional and the deal will always come together. Yeah. yeah. That's the way yeah. that I believe, anyway.
0: Yeah. And, and look, well, I mean, it, it works. You know, I, I find you said, you know, give them a reasonable price. And we, we were talking about the price. And then she said, I, I feel like I got it wrong. But those first offers, like I come back to those eight first offers that are all in that, that exact ballpark. So the market believed that that's where the price should have been. Mm. And it was only when the market realized they were in competition, they went, all right, well, let's go. Let's fight for this. <laughs>
1: let's do this.
0: Yeah. Quick question <laughs> yeah. on that. So one of, one of the banes of a real estate agent's existence, and I'm sure you've experienced it, I've experienced it, is, of course, when the valuer comes through. Mm-hmm. Right? When the valuer comes to value up the property. Have you found things like sales activity reports and, and the actual report of the action that happened on the property and the market's activity on the property has helped you with the valuer to, to convey the actual value of the property than that the market saw on the property to ensure that the valuer
2: sees what you've seen. Immensely. But it was actually one of our fears of taking the offer we took yeah. because there was a finance clause, um, you know, and the buyer luckily understood that it was a great price yeah. um, and there's been no sales to be fair. There's been no sales that would have backed this up in a normal way. Right. Yeah. If this was a regular contract, there was actually no way of backing it up. We printed the report for this one yeah. and we gave it to him yeah. and at the property, he said, Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Thank you. And yeah. it valued up perfectly. And yeah. we well, do that with that's... every market buy that we think is going to be a tricky one because there's a lack of proof. I, I tend to find, and I'm not giving market buy a full plug here, but I do tend to find the results that we're getting through that are higher than that of the normal marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so I'm always giving that sales activity report. That's what I love about it. It prints it off. We can go, here's all the offers. Tell me why you think you don't agree with the value. If I've yeah. got this many buyers, this many offers that close to it, yeah. How, well, I how mean, are the buyers wrong? The,
0: the valuer's job is to ensure the property sold for market value at the end of the day. Yeah. So if they've actually got the market activity, like this is the market shouting, "Hey, this is what we yeah. think it's worth," because they this were is willing what to we're wanting pay to pay
1: for it. it right. <laughs> this is what
0: we're willing yeah. to pay for it. Um, you know, it, it. The valuer then goes, "Well, the markets told me." Yeah. So it yeah. it. it, it like, I like to think it makes their job easier. I've never spoken to a valuer and had them say, hey, this makes my job easier. But the reports I get back from people who use a system like yourself go, we hand this to the valuer and the valuer goes, well, Cause the, there's nothing that's the worse. market activity,
1: right? I, I've had family that are like, yeah, we put in an offer and everything was good to go. Like, we we had the best offer. And the valuer comes out and goes, bong, bong, we're not going to let you buy this house. So then, you know... The seller's back at the beginning again going, all right, let's go back and see as to who who will purchase and what pu- what price they'll purchase it for. And, you know, it disheartens whole, everyone, yeah. really. It's a whole merry-go-round. Yeah. It's a
0: whole merry-go-round. So you know, I, it is. I, I just wanted to raise that because one of the, the things too is is we get a lot of feedback uh, on Check My House price that agents are driving the price up, right, that it's, it's the agents that are doing it. Don't you and love it?
2: <laughs> and I love I, that I, comment. I love that comment.
0: I understand <laughs> it. I understand it, right? But my question has been, and I've said it on a previous episode, if they were driving the prices up, we would never have a downturn, right? Like, we would never have a downturn. <laughs> but <laughs> my point is that an agent's job is to get as many buyers to the property as possible, to get the market interest in the property and then let the market do what the market does and compete. Mm. So the market yep. sets the price. And, and the thing is, if agents were... And this is one of the stop gaps in our, our system in Australia. If agents were driving up the price of property, the valuer would chop them off at the knees in a heartbeat. <laughs> like it, it, would end. The value would go nope, denied, no finance on that property because it's not valuing up. And so, but and and this is where it comes back. The valuer's core job is to determine market value. So if they're seeing the market activity, the markets determine the value. Yeah. Right. So, and and this is something that's really important to understand, I think, because as as part of our mission on this podcast is we're trying to break down that that lack of trust and don't get me wrong we're going to call out dodgy agents who are dodgy and that sort of thing but we we absolutely but want Nathan to highlight the process
1: of, that is not one of
0: those no nathan's one of my favorites <laughs> nathan's one of my favorites we wouldn't have a dodgy agent on the podcast unless we were gonna, we were going to put you behind a double decker bus and let you at him <laughs> That could be fun. That could be a fun one. All right. Well, Nathan, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very, very much for joining us, mate, and taking time out of your day. We've we've held you a little while here. Um and you know, congratulations on an incredible sale. Well mate. done. This is this is thank it's you. it's gonna be an avalanche for you. I think you are gonna find that uh, you very quickly become the agent of choice for these kind of properties, mate. You've done an incredible job.
2: I appreciate you letting me on and, and, and the comments too. <laughs> Big head, but they're quite lovely. So thank you very much. And um, we'll chat again soon. Absolutely, mate. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Cheers.